What is up, guys? Welcome to another lively episode of NC Raw, the third of the week. This dude right here is a fascinating cat. My friend, my neighbor, Malcolm Banks, owner of Yellow Mountain Garden. He's a recovery ally. He came on the podcast to talk to us about his garden. Uh, he's a plant nursery farmer, and he came to talk to us about like growing crops and what that, what life's like as an entrepreneur and um, the therapeutic kind of process and and meaning that it provides in his life. It's, it was an awesome conversation. I had a lot of fun. He's a great dude. Um, super interesting to like see where he came from and where he's ended up. Um, and kind of like how he ended up with his wife and how he kind of learned, um, this process and learned how to, how to grow food, right? Awesome dude. Awesome conversation. Hope you enjoy it. Give some love to my man, Mr. Malcolm Banks. The opinions expressed in this podcast are the views of the NCR team and the individuals interviewed. We do not consider ourselves to be mental health professionals. Our mission is to explore the various pathways to recovery and to give a voice to those affected by or involved in the care of substance use disorders. Some content may be mature for younger audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Ready, set, go. Hey. Good evening, Malcolm Banks. Good evening. How you doing? It's a pleasure to meet you, bro. Happy to meet you, too. It's uh, talk right into the I'm end sorry, of that thing. Yeah. It's all right, man. <laughs> um, it uh, So, like, this is the first time we've met. Yeah. I've been like kind of like Facebook friends with you for yeah. I guess a year now but um do you remember how we originally got connected I th- I told you I was going to tell this story um we originally <laughs> got connected um we sell Christmas trees Fraser yes. for Christmas trees and um it was a shortage going on like 2 years ago and um he called me like at the last minute last minute <laughs> trying to get a tree and pretty much around here in North, um western North Carolina Fraser fir is like very popular trees, so you have to kind of get them early because it's like a drought on trees. So um, we didn't have that many trees last year, so we end up selling like real early. We usually sell all the way up to the day before Christmas, but the last two years we've been selling out um, probably like the 7th of December or something before the season even get deep into it. So I'm from uh, I'm from Tampa, Florida, and like where I'm from, there's like 
tree tree lots and tree stands there's everywhere and it's all the trees that are grown here yeah right they're all grown here like i used to work at lowe's in tampa florida and like we'd unload trees and they literally have tags from tree farms from cashers yeah and um so like moving here i never bought a christmas tree i mm. lived here almost five years i never bought a christmas tree because i live alone yeah. on top of the mountain no family no wife or kids or anything and that year um my mom hit me up and she was like hey we're coming up we're going to come up for Christmas. And I was like, well, who's coming up? She's like, everybody. She's like, your brother, your sister, all the nieces and nephews. It's like, all right. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I was like, well, when are you guys coming? She's like, we're coming on Christmas Eve. And this was like a week before Christmas, maybe like four <laughs> or five days before Christmas. Yeah. She's like, we're coming on Christmas Eve. I'm like, oh, so Santa's coming to my house. And she's like, Santa is coming to your house. Yeah. I was like, do I need to get a Christmas tree? She was like, you need to get a Christmas tree. Yeah. And I seen your, I seen your um, thing on Facebook, but there were like some older posts because yeah. y'all had run out. Uh-huh. I hit you up, caught. I remember talking to you on the phone and uh, he was like, well, I don't really have any more left. There's a couple around, a couple over here. And then he was like, hey, do you have a chainsaw? And I was <laughs> like, yeah, I got a chainsaw. And he was like, oh, you could just go over here and cut yeah. one down. Yeah. We never ended up connecting because yeah. I was working my retail job or whatnot. Yeah. But then I saw like, I started following the garden. Yellow Mountain Garden yeah. on Facebook. Give them some love. Yeah. But I started following Yellow Mountain Garden, kind of like seeing what you were doing. And then I guess you kind of started watching NC Raw <laughs> yeah. a little bit. And here we are here together. We and it's actually a year today that we added each other on Facebook. That's right. We did have a little friendversary <laughs> today. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. Uh, so. Timing was kind of wild on yeah. that one. <laughs> um, so Malcolm Banks, owner of Yellow Mountain Garden with yeah. your lovely wife. Yes, my yellow, um, my wife, Hannah Moss Banks. She um, graduated from Clemson for horticulture, and um, that's my business partner. She started the reef operation that helped start this company um, actually like six, seven years ago. She was actually making all these reefs by herself up here in the mountains. And then the operation got a little bigger. You know, when I got around, you know, we got more manpower. We can start going to cut our trees down and start harvesting the stuff and start making the reefs, you know, in a, a, a bigger volume and more sales and stuff like that. We start providing, um, you know, um, like, baseball teams, different like yeah. clubs and stuff like that, do fundraisers and stuff like that. So really the, the the Christmas tree played a big part of starting this company off. Like, um, cause we really take our last savings and um, put it towards our labor, you know? Like, so we have to save our money all year. You know that around mm-hmm. here, like things slow down. So we have to save our money all year going into Christmas tree season to pay all our employees to um, go out and harvest the Christmas trees, to, um, to make the wreaths and stuff like that. And, you know, manage it throughout the season for a whole month. Like most people start, you know, Christmas the day after Thanksgiving, but we already started like after Halloween, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of funny. So you get, you like, even if you're on a Christmas tree farm, like you don't even want to put up a Christmas tree. You just like, oh man, I'm overwhelmed. Like we put up our tree um, Christmas Eve, right? yeah so it was kind of funny though Uh, yeah but it's cool and you've grown into something so much more than just a tree farm just selling christmas trees yeah um Um, we start um you know jumping more into um the plants and um the soap so it kind of led to the next thing like everything lead to the next thing when you start a business you know like being a small business owner 
Um, you know, we basically went to the soap. Like I say, my wife was making the soap for my feet because my feet was ugly and stuff. Like, <laughs> so I was embarrassed to go take my shoes off at a beach or something like that. So, um, you know, we was doing that. And then once we started doing that, you know, my wife, like I was saying, like we was already doing all the the farming, like with the, the Christmas tree stuff, it led to the next thing, like gardening in the 20 feet, you know, space backyard, you know, and then you look up, you know, two or three years later, now you got thousands of plants to take care of. You know, it's a big responsibilities, you know, but we lost a lot, you know, on this journey, but we learned a lot on this journey. And basically I feel like we got to this place where we at right now is because we actually learn for a lot of people that's older than us. And um, a lot of our Facebook friends, they older than us. We join groups too. Like, you know, like a lot of people out there, if you listen and join groups like homesteading groups, like groups that do the stuff you do, like farming groups, hiking groups, kayaking groups, you know, you can join different type of groups on Facebook and you can actually learn for somebody maybe got like 20, 30 years experience. And you can basically take those experience, you know, and put it inside your your business or what you want to do, your hobby, what you want to do before you get yourself hurt. And you you can know how much money you're trying to invest and stuff like that too, yeah. as well. You know, how long you have you personally been doing this? Like, where did it where did it start for Malcolm Banks? I think it started for me five years ago. Um, we was um, moving into our new house, and she was pregnant. And um, I was like, man, we need to start feeding ourselves, man. I'm tired of spending money. And what well, we was going to buy, like, baby food or something, too. And we was like, no, nah, we can just grow the food and make baby food or something. So that's how it kind of really did. It was kind of just like a, an <laughs> yeah. idea, like, hey, let's, you know. Yeah, it was like an idea, and it just took off, you know. And I remember selling to my first client in Franklin. They drove all the way up the mountain up on Yellow Mountain. Cause that's where we started off at. Mm -hmm. um, Cause my wife is from um, Jody Town and um, Yellow Mountain, and I moved up in this area, and um, like five years ago. And once I um, sold to my first client down in Franklin, it started spreading. And I was like, wow, I actually made twenty dollars, and I and I and I just took some seeds and put it in some, some red <laughs> cups, you know? And then I started loving it, though. At the end of the day, you know, it started making me feel better, too. I, I found something to do with my time, too, as well. Like, I found myself, like, not, like, watching a lot of sports like I usually do, you know, or, um, you know, playing a game or, you know, I just started doing, like, oh, man, let me run over here and check up on this plant real quick. Oh, let me make sure it's the right temperature, like... And then you'll start studying it too. Like you'll be like, what is the perfect, you know, temperature I need to make to make this plant grow better, you know? So you'll start taking time like studying about the craft, like what you really like if you start getting into like agriculture. You um you hit on like a couple of things that I think that are like extremely important just like for like overall wealth and happiness is yeah. that um number one, you started a business in a f industry or a field that you're extremely interested in, yeah. right? And number two, what you said at the very beginning of a few minutes ago is that um, you talked about learning from your mistakes, yeah. right? And that I think that those two things right there are like the keys to a successful business. You're doing something you love and you're focused on like, 
you're not getting caught up on those little mistakes that you made. Mm -hmm. You're looking at it from a point of view of like, how can I, what can I learn from this experience and to do differently in order to be successful? The other thing that I noticed with you is that, um, you're, you're passionate about the community, the community, yeah. not just this community, but, but also where you come yeah. from. Yeah. I seen you making posts about doing, uh, like bicycle yeah. fundraisers mm -hmm. for Christmas and things like that. Like you're, you're active in being of service to your community. community. Yeah. And if we want to do that. Like we want yellow mountain guard to be part of the community. Like, you know, like the new salvation army or something, you yeah. know, to be honest with you. Like, but we want to do it like in a way that people see us being productive inside of the community, not just like, oh, they raising the money to make sure we okay. You know, like we really want to go out there and try to solve the problem because like a lot of people voice not getting heard because a lot of people just think money going to solve it, you know, and sometimes money don't solve it all. Sometimes some people just want to be talked to, listened to, like you'll be amazed. Sometimes when I'm like delivering trees, Christmas trees, or uh, like how I met you, you know, mm -hmm. like, you know, I end up talking for 30 minutes mm -hmm. and, you know, actually learning something um, from another person or, you know, that's how I ended up here. I had to actually talk to somebody to end up here in this position, you know, like me being quiet, I wasn't actually going to end up here mm -hmm. to actually get this inter internet interview online. And, um, you know, people, you got to really kind of speak up if you want it, you know, like if you really, really want it, you got to be determined every day to do it and hang around people who are very determined too. You know, like the people that is not determined like you, you is you just got to cut them out because they just dead weight, you know, and carrying dead weight, it's just going to make hard times for you later on and difficult to get out of. So it's like if you around people that are successful, it's, it's easy because like when you you're going down or you feel like you're going down, they'll probably reach out to you and be like, hey, you're going the right way. Just like continue doing this and doing this and doing that. You know, they can give you a few corners because they actually been there, you know. So that's why I try to hang around people that are successful or always positive. You know, like everything ain't perfect. You know, like I can wake up and be in a bad mood, but I still wake up and be like, man, everything going to be. You can ask my wife. I'll be like, nothing is not going to kill my mood today. Like. I'm 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 gonna be happy no matter what, you know. Even if I see something bad today, you know? and that comes through in your videos, <laughs> yeah. Like you, I, I can tell that clearly tell that like yeah. the person that I see on the videos is the authentic Malcolm Banks, <laughs> yeah. and that's really how he is. Like yeah. he is, regardless of if you're you know, in the grow house, yeah, you know, planting planting seeds, or you're out pulling weeds in the yeah. greenhouse, or whatever <laughs> it is that you're doing. Like yeah. you're, you have that that, that thing that that that. I don't know. I don't know what it is, yeah. but you have that like uh, it's persona. Like life. That, it's yeah. life. Yeah, it's yeah. energy. Uh, it's that energy. energy. Yeah. Um, have you always been a people person? Um, like, I think I always been a people person because like I grew up more of like, like I say, in the entertainment biz at first, and I actually like played sports in school, like running out pet rallies and stuff, being mm -hmm. a show off. So uh -huh. it, it kind of made me like, oh man, I can like talk to everybody. I can communicate with everybody. But it was a time in school that. Um, like a, a lot of people know that to this day, they like, man, like you really, you know, um, was well-spoken and, you know, stuff like that, but you always took everything serious. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you might have those people that are popular, but they don't take things serious. You know, I, I knew a lot of people looked up to me 
Like to this day, I got like, I'm 31 years old, like grown people write me and be like, hey, I'm happy that you took up for me during school. Cause I used to see people like pick on them and stuff. And I knew I was a, a, a job, you know, that, mm-hmm. you know, I, I play sports, everybody know who I am and stuff like that. But <clears throat> I always been like a people person for the right people. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Like, I always feel like I always been there to look out for the people that need to be looked out. Yeah. And that always been me since I've been a kid. But as I got older on that journey, I had to let some people go, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But just because a lot of people, you know, they just not there yet. Sometimes you got to actually show them to make them understand, you know, and that's what kind of my journey about. I'm trying to like show people that they can understand me and they can understand the rest of the people like this in the world, you know, that are determined and trying to help other people out. Cause sometimes people um not used to getting help. They'll just be like, you know, like don't want your help or, you know, they'll try to abuse your help or like use it, you know, or whatever. But um, I, I feel like the way I come at people is like, I can't use them. I can't do nothing just because he's giving it all straight to me. Yeah. You know, he he's not trying to make money off of me. He He's trying to give me a, actually a career. He's trying mm-hmm. to give me something that I can actually um, do something with. You think that that um, kind and compassionate approach that you have do you think that that was something that you just kind of like learned on your own or was that something like values that your parents or family instilled in you um, as, as a young man a lot a lot of it came with because um see when i was young i actually my mom and dad didn't really raise me so like when i was young you i, I moved to atlanta kind of on my own on will and um my sister she was in college and um i, I was 14 i moved out on my own i moved in with my girlfriend at 14 years old. So I kind of was raising myself as a kid already. And one of my best friends made his mom like end up adopting me. And uh, when I moved to that area, it was like a rural black area. Like, you know, it kind of blew my mind because like everybody in the neighborhood had like $1.2 million houses, two $2 million houses, and they was real estate agents. And it like blew my mind because like, no lie, I came from like the projects. I really never seen, you know, somebody in my type of color actually riding nice wheels, having, you know, a good house and stuff like that. So it kind of blew my mind. And, you know, they kind of set me around the right people. I, uh, my first boss was a guy named Carlos and um, he owned like five gas stations and he had like a landscape company. And um, I was like 14, so I used to have to, you know, get up in the summer and go, um, you know, uh, do yards and stuff like that. And then my um, my adopted dad had a pressure washer company and he was a real estate agent. So it was like, it was a lot of pressure right there, you know, just in that household because all of us was like, you know, wanna be entrepreneurs, you know yeah. what I mean? And to this day, um, you know, um, my doctor mom, like she, she do real estate, you know, even my brother, you know, Chad, all of us, you know, they, everybody into something like hustling, you know, we all, like I was the kid that sold you some, some sneakers at school and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you yeah. know, honey buns in the locker <laughs> with, you know, I was that kid and, yeah. and, you know, like, that's why I say I'm like really the same person, but now I'm like, oh man, I, I really can help people out, you mm-hmm. know, because like, a lot of people need to learn how to save money. A lot of people need to learn how to grow. You know, it's like a lot of things I, I pick now to like actually help other people out because I um, know that I came from something, nothing. You know, like my, my family had money a little bit too as well, but I was a hard head kid. I actually like was like, man, I'm gonna just do what I wanna do. 
and I'm gonna raise myself. Like I really did. Like, and I went out there and did. I did some bad stuff to get. I got in trouble, got some felony charges and stupid stuff like that. But you know, I actually bounced out of those situations. I didn't let it stop me because I was determined to do what I'm doing right now. Like being a business owner, you know what I mean? Um, helping people out in the community. So I, I knew that person was always there and I didn't let it disappear away from me. And that'll happen when you get around like negative people. You yeah. Know? yeah, you had that like, that entrepreneurial type mentorship yeah. at an early age that yeah, taught yeah. you. Yeah. Um, dude, that's pretty amazing, man. Yeah. That's pretty badass. And you know, like different jobs. I work for $2 washing cars, you yeah. know what I mean? In, in the cold, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and different, those different little bitty jobs, uh, you know, make you humble because like, you'll wake up some days, you got a $200 order on just off Facebook or, or, or you got a five or six, seven clients called you today to um, come look at their yards or their gutters or something in our landscape business. You know, like it, I'm basically saying it, it, the good days we starting to see it, it took a long time, but it's about how you, what, what you put out there. Like, you know, like you can do a lot of good things, but you also got to do a lot of good things for the people around you to make them feel comfortable, like your employees, um, you know, family members and everything, because it can all get thrown off because every day you waking up, you know, if um, I brain work home, it's going to stress my wife out, my yeah. kids out, everybody out. So, you know, you got to know how to like balance, you know, your work. In, in your personal life. It's just like, it's like a cycle, right? Like yeah. you have a bad day at work, it, you take it home, it affects your entire family, yeah. right? And then your daughter might go to school and have a bad day at school. Exactly. And then you go to work the next day and you put it back out on your employees and exactly. then they go home and take it to their families. Exactly. And it's just like, it's this spiraling out of control, yeah. this like, this kind of negative yeah. momentum. <laughs> yeah. And then who's who's to stop it? Yeah. Well, you stop it every single day I with that smile, bro. I love you know it. what I mean? I love yeah. it. Because um, I feel like if you continue, like, Everybody feel like that all day is just going to make everybody tired. And let me ask you this too. Like when you, you mentioned your landscaping business and your pressure washing business, yeah. like um, I'm sure that it, it uh, moves into the production, the level of production that you guys do yeah. as far as, cause I seen y'all you doing videos and you laughing and playing music and messing around with the crew. And next yeah. thing you know, like two hours later, like the whole job's done. Yeah. I mean like they're more productive yeah. because they're having fun. They're, they're having fun. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people love to work for us because like we young too as well. And a lot of people who work for me, I try to not like grow attached to them, but I try to at least give them some advice, you know, like, cause you're not going to just work for me and be um, good for me just at work. You need to be good outside of work too as well. Like that's one thing. Like I talk to everybody like this is how you save. This is how you do this. Like I be on all our employees all the time. This is how you file your taxes. Because a lot of people don't know this. You know, like if you work a corporate job, you know, they pretty much handle everything for you. You know what I mean? If you work in like a independent contractor job or anything like that, you kind of need to know what's going on. You still need to know what's going on if you're working for a corporation job too as well. But, you know, I try to teach these people this stuff because you never know, like, they can stop working for me and start a business the next day, you know? So I'm trying to give them a gift too as yeah, well. Yeah, that and also like by having that type of like 
relationship with your employees. Yeah. Like you never know, but when you're having that conversation with them, one of them might say, Hey, you know, Malcolm, I'm going through some stuff at home or yeah, my wife's, exactly. you know, whatever. And it kind of opens that door, mm-hmm. creating that level of trust for you guys to have an honest conversation. Yep. And then you can kind of like mentor them the way that that your stepdad or whoever yeah, mentored you yeah, as a young man. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like yeah. giving it all back. Yeah. I give it all back. Like, um, it's, it's weird though. Something It's not weird, but a lot of people really can't handle free game. That's what I call it. Um, because like a lot of people grew up off of lies. You know, this is how you work. This is how you're supposed to do it. It's really not like that. It should be like, you know, I'm, I'm telling you all this knowledge that help, actually help mm-hmm. you. You know, I'm not about to do something to, that affect you, to hurt you and make you lazier. You know, it should be more of, um, I'm going to motivate you. I'm going to give you more energy because like <clears throat> a lot of people, that's what's wrong with kids these days. I'm being honest, my kids are small. Like, um, you know, like you can go back 20 years, like when me and you was born, like in the early 90s and the 80s, a lot of average kids had to sleep in a room with their kids, I mean, brother, brother or sister, uh, you know, like we was talking earlier, no cell phones, or if you got a cell phone, you had to buy it on your own, you know. Um, nowadays, kids, like, they already expect it, you know, and and we have a bunch of kids kind of really work for us. I know I'm a kid, too. I'm still 31, but a lot of these people, they, they um, you know, kind of about my age, you know, but, I, like, you know, they still, like, a kid, too, but at the end of the day, it's like, you really got to grow up, man, because like a lot of people was doing a lot of responsibility stuff, you know, that was before them. That's how I try yeah. to put it. Like once you learn about like history, you'll be like, gosh, man, this person was 14 years old and took care of a whole family. Well, I'm not doing it, you know. So that's what I look at, you know, just by me like studying like different history perspective from my family heritage and um throughout time in history that's something that's important to you yeah is your specifically your family history yeah. and you you do a lot of like research and yeah. share a lot of that information yeah come from a line of uh, a lot of farmers huh yeah a lot of farmers yeah we came from a lot of farmers they all started out in tallahassee florida monticello florida um Valdosta, georgia thomasville georgia and um, it was around in the 1820. My great great grandma, her name was Kitty Banks, and my uh, great great granddaddy was John Hadley Banks. And actually, they was an interracial couple back okay. in the days. So wow. it's really crazy. Uh, my family is actually what I'm in now is an interracial <laughs> couple, and it's starting off. And you know how how it just blows my mind because I'm like, what how it's gonna look 300 years from, from now? now. Yeah, yeah, you know and. and and it really blows my mind um, learning about it. Well, anyways, they was they 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 did a lot of uh, grading, um, farming, and it kind of like disappeared probably in the fifties and the sixties. A lot of people started moving up north to like Detroit and um, New York, kind of like stuff. the industrial, yeah, the industrial stuff. industry. Yeah. It uh-huh. kind of changed everything around. So a lot of people got out of it and. Um, long story short, we kind of lost the land. They built the prison on the land <laughs> because a lot of people left the um, the land down south and and didn't really care about it no more. And um, and one of my uncles like sold the land. Like I found out, like one of my great great uncles sold the land because um, he didn't speak English. Like he was on um, Creole. He was okay. Haitian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and one of my granddad had. One of my my granddad died and they passed the land over to his brother or whatever. He didn't really know too much, so he just like signed the land away. 
And but you know, we got a, like a family graveyard where we all get buried at mm-hmm. and stuff. Like we still got the land that everybody been buried on since the eighteen hundreds, so we can keep up with our family. Well, um, when you were growing up. Nobody in your immediate family was yeah. farming, right? No, nobody had already. Well, my grandma was like in um '94. She died in '94. Um, that's who used to kind of make me go out in the garden with her. Like, mm-hmm. really, she had like a farm. My grandma had like a two acre. Like mm-hmm. back in the days, like when I was growing up in the South, everybody had chicken coops. You had yeah. to go outside and get eggs, and you had to go. Um, get your food and go inside. And then my grandma had like a witch pot, like one of those big witch mm-hmm. pots. She'll like cook up chicken in it, ring the chicken mm-hmm. head. And you know, like I grew up like country like that. And um, you know, I think it really kind of started there too. Like that's why I say it, it, it bits a little bit of stuff was like hitting me when I was coming up, you know? That's what I was getting at is like, <laughs> do you think that like that, those experiences with your grandma yeah. led you to where you are, or do you think that a lot a lot of it was like kind of in your DNA? And like it was. You, I feel un- like subconsciously, like yeah. there. That's what I feel like. I feel like it was inbred. Like I feel like um, a lot of people. If you look at what you really do and you look back, somebody in your family was doing it like fifty years ago, a hundred years ago, and um, you'll be amazed. It like blow your mind because like I just feel like you know. It's proven fact, like if somebody got anxiety, right, in the army, like say if somebody come back from the army and they got anxiety, they have kids from somebody, their kids might end up having mm-hmm. anxiety. So, you know, it's, it's it's proven fact, like, you know, some people maybe be j- lazy because they maybe picked a lazy gene, <laughs> like, you know, I'm being <laughs> honest, and you maybe have to like motivate them, you know, they maybe got a lot of, a lot of common sense and they maybe need somebody to tell them to just like bring it up out of them, you know? Yeah. Um, so you met your wife and you moved to the mountains. Is that what happened? Where'd y'all yeah. meet? Tell me that. Tell me a little bit of that. Tell, tell me the love story, man. <laughs> I tell you the Come love on. story. Yeah, we met, um, in Atlanta. I was doing, um, I used to have a company called Heat Promotion. See, I'm like a company guy, y'all. I really is, this that. is before YouTube. Yeah, can't, it, I can't find any of your music on yeah. YouTube now, right? No, no, uh, you probably can though. <laughs> probably can. Um, but I used to, um, Go by a name of Bankroll Banks. That was my rap name. <laughs> and um, before even a uh, Bankroll, what, what's that other guy? Bankroll Fresh. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, he came out. Um, like, we, Atlanta is small. Like, Cam Newton, all these people, I grew up with them. Like, we all grew up in the same neighborhood in the swats of Atlanta, like mm-hmm. Southwest Atlanta. And um, Westlake High School, Riverwood High. Well, anyway, long story short, how I met this beautiful young lady is... Um, I invite her out to Atlanta. I used to like have like a, a booking company, like promo company, mm-hmm. and I used to promote on Instagram. And you know, um, she was like, "Where the party at?" And I was like, "I'm doing the party. You need to come hang out with me." And so I invited her to hang out with me. And um, you know, all my bosses, you know, like other bosses, are hanging around me and stuff. They was like, "Man, you know what? That's a good woman right there. You know, you don't need to be here. You know, like." Like, they knew that the, the nightlife wasn't my life no more. Like, they was like, yo, just quit now, like, and just focus on her, you know. And I feel like a lot of the great things that happened for you because, you know, you already a great person. And, you know, and that's how we really ended up together. I ended up moving up to Cashers. I thought she was kidnapping me at first because she was, we, we was driving across a um, creek to get to the house. Like, it was a one bedroom cabin we used to stay in. It um, 
And I was like, man, she trying to kill me up here, man. But anyway. Was that her family's property up there? Yeah, that was, was it? yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So we, um, um, you know, I got up here and went to sleep for like, what, seven, about two weeks. Went to sleep for about two weeks. I guess partying so much in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then I loved it. I never left ever since. I gained a bunch of weight, put on about 30 pounds, had some kids and, and start growing some some stuff around here. Start, you know, going in the backwoods, and I kind of learned a lot of stuff for like hillbillies. Like I, I'm being honest, like I I got a lot of hillbilly friends up here, and one of my hillbilly friends like died. Um, his name was Jim Newcomer. He like taught me a lot of stuff. He taught me how to split wood, cut trees down. You know, like I I, I love guy. I, I love to get out and like explore people culture. Like if you drop me off in. Um, Indonesia right now. I I like go around the neighborhood and start yeah, yeah. talking to the people. Like I love to do that. You know, when those are skills that you're like kind of like have to have living in a place that yeah. you live, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, so like, I mean, it's a whole nother world, right? And so here you are in rural Western North Carolina in the mountains. Yeah, and you're really like taking this entrepreneurial kind of like seed that had been planted in you and like that yeah. background and running those businesses in Atlanta and mm-hmm. um, kind of like growing up yeah. with that mindset. mindset. Yeah. And then like, here you are in, I mean, rural, rural, rural North Carolina yeah. <laughs> um, with like limited options to like apply those yeah. skills, but you made, you did something with it. I did something right? with it. Yeah. I, and the reason why I, I love this area because it gave me time to be like, this is what you really like, and this is what you truly, this is the person you really is. You know, I like I hear a lot of people that are local, they be like, man, I don't like it here, but they really don't know this is like God's, like you know, this is the frontier. This is the last, you know, it's not. Like Atlanta used to be part of the Appalachian Mountain. They like basically blew it up and put a whole bunch of buildings, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And when I was growing up, it was country. It was farmland, like all the way up Georgia 400. Now it don't even look like it. It's just all malls and shopping plazas and stuff. So, you know, I I feel like this area is good because like people don't really need to be in big cities. You know, like me and you, no offense, we go downtown right now. Somebody gonna be like, "Hey, can I let me get fifty cent, bro? Let me like everywhere you go, it don't bother me. Don't get me wrong. Like I like that here because like <clears throat> everybody should feel safe. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like and here people work with each other. You know, yes. like everybody like, oh, you got to man, my friend do this, my my friend do this, and you will end up catching like more people working with you, or you'll end up going to work with other people to do projects and stuff, like to learn more things. You know, that's one thing I like about Ryan. And like, it's a lot of like the, um, the money will stay in the community. Yes, you know exactly. What I mean? Like you're shopping local. It's easy yeah. to shop local. Um, I was just telling you're growing you that. your own food. Your neighbors, you know, has yeah. the chicken coop or exactly. whoever, like, and it's easy. It's still like a part of that nostalgia. Yeah. That like, our parents or our grandparents exactly. had, they had access to. to yeah. When my dad came and visit, he it blew his mind because he was like, Wow, everybody live like granddad and grandma up here. Like <laughs> y'all live with y'all live like grandma and granddad like up here, man. Y'all got cast irons and 
you, you got your door wide open, yeah. <laughs> you know, like y'all not really worried about too much of stuff. Like, no, no, because everybody know each other around here, you know, and, and if something happened, you know, people going to find out. It gets around. Know? It yeah. gets around. They're going to put you in a newspaper. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, when I got here, I was like, wow, they'll put you in a newspaper if you get in trouble, man. I bet I never do nothing crazy. I'm not going to do nothing crazy, but gosh, man, like. Back home, they just put you on the internet. Yeah. Up here, they put you in the newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> they put you in the newspaper, so you really not gonna get in trouble at all. You like, hey, I ain't trying to be in the newspaper, man. <laughs> um, so like, y'all started, you started on the tree thing, and it started kind of like growing into something so much more than just Christmas trees. Yeah. How soon after you moved here did you start like the landscaping business and the pressure washing? It was really kind of right, right, right away. away. It was right away because I was like, man, I'm an entrepreneur. Like, I can't be staying home, like, um, basically, like, not doing too much or nothing, you know? Like, I got to think of something. So, basically, I got on the internet and started looking at stuff, like, what can I do? I was like, wow, my, um, you know, when my, my adopted dad used to make me um, pressure wash when I get in trouble, you know, like, I can still pressure wash, you know, I can, I'm not a pressure wash some houses. So I took my last $300 out of probably like $500 that I had and um, gave it to my wife. And we used her. We weren't, was we married then, babe? I don't think we, We yeah, we just got married. And I was like, um, hey, um, can you um, get me this pressure washer? We was at Walmart Uh and I got a cheap 2100 (laughs) PSI um, pressure washer and I just started going around the different real estate office and like hey man I pressure wash hey I pressure wash hey I do this hey I do that so I landed like my first job and 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 after that it was over with you know so it really took $300 when I got up here you know to really actually start you know a business and um, get it going. What about like uh, when you started actually growing plants was a lot of like a lot of your knowledge and the things that you that you've learned over the last few years um was a lot a lot i'm assuming that a lot of it like was in this relationship yeah. like in conversations with each other yeah and then, oh yeah and man. then trying things out on your own yeah. kind of like yeah a lot of it coming from like a lot of knowledge come from like me and my wife like we debate like big time <laughs> okay. like we're not gonna agree like me and her conversation, like if you hang around us, like we we really talk like um a business conference. Yeah. You know, like everything is up for debate. Like, no, this plant do this and no, you can't sell this plant because of that. It's it's like, oh well, you need to, you know, it's it's all about like how to make each other better. You know, at the end of the day, like me and her argue, you know, like we not perfect and stuff. But we really argue just over like making each other better at business. You know yeah. what I mean? And sometimes you have to like swallow your pride to be like, well, she right or, or, or he right. Yeah. You know, because sometimes you don't really listen, you know, like because you, you really feel like you do know everything sometimes. And and she maybe be looking from the side <laughs> and like, hey, you really missing like this. And and, and that's kind of refocuses you on yeah, what you should be. What I should be doing. On. Yeah, I got I got a bunch of those little Google home little AI things in my house, right? Yeah. And I programmed the little thing on the on my app 
So every time that me and my girlfriend are having a disagreement, yeah. I say, hey, Google, what do you think? And then Google automatically responds. Like, <laughs> I, agree, I agree with Steve. Like, I, I have a program to respond to say that to me <laughs> just for situations oh, like that. Man. Yeah. Oh, man. That's I, haven't, I haven't had to use it yet, but this program is ready to go like the next time something comes. Yeah, man. That's, that's, I got to do something like that, man. I'm a program the kids to make sure I'm yeah. all right. I'm right all the time. But yeah, you know, a lot of knowledge gets sucked in. And then, like I say, it came from like groups, like on mm -hmm. Facebook. I started um, getting out there, meeting people. Like it's different people on my Facebook friend list, like Chris Hall. Um, um, you got, um, I got Sam, a friend named Sam of mine. I got a hemp farm, you know, in Franklin. And um, it's a few, lot of people, you know, worldwide, I'm being honest, even in India. Like I wake up every day, I got message from people from Africa, India, you know, they telling me they knowledge about how to grow a gladiola flower in their area and this is their techniques and stuff to use it. You know, it's like you have to listen to everybody because the internet is so big now. So it's like going to the library is good, but it's kind of pointless sometimes because it's like you can really like reach out, like get in a group that got like 80,000 people in it and just type like, hey guys, why this plant look like this or something? And everybody can give you their opinion, you know what I mean? And you can do it on Instagram. You can do it anywhere, you know? And um, basically that's what I feel like I sucked up a lot of knowledge so quick because I actually listened to the people instead of like listening to answer. Yeah. yeah. So you're like literally like getting, throwing yourself in these yeah. message boards almost. Yeah. And then like... <laughs> just absorbing that knowledge yeah, and then exactly. applying it to your farm. Applying it. Yeah. And, um, with the, while she oversaw everything that you were doing, all your yeah. moves and it could be, could be critical yeah. of a, a potential yeah. mistake that's made. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, <laughs> we, um, we go through that all the time. Cause sometimes nobody can never see your vision until you do it. Yeah. One thing, if you are an entrepreneur, like, Nobody, I don't care if it's your wife, I don't care if it's your mother, anybody, like they never gonna understand that vision, um, how you got it in your head until you do it. And see, one thing that started bringing people close to me this past year, because like I started putting the vision out there, how to grow a plant, mm -hmm. how to um, feed the pH system, how to um, prune back plants, how to prune a tomato. I started putting the vision out there because people wanted to grow it. You you know, because people maybe look at TV and be like, oh my gosh, the world by the end, um, uh, the the, the lettuce is this, this, that I really want to learn how to grow lettuce. But, you know, like you need people like me to have these little videos out there because a lot of people maybe can't make it to um, a event to learn how to grow yeah. this type stuff. Or, or take a class. Or take a yeah. class mm -hmm. or something like that. So let me give it to them for free. You know, all the mm -hmm. stuff that I read about, all the stuff I practice, um, all the people that I met, you know, like a guy today, um, like I was saying, Chris Hall, like he showed me a, a, a great method of this old man been growing in um, a greenhouse in like um, Iowa or something like that. And um, he was using like the earth to heat the greenhouse. Okay. You know, like huh. he was sitting like six, I mean, six foot of pipe down under the ground and the ground was like heating the Allowing whole, to, yeah. yeah. And the whole greenhouse be covered up with um, snow, but it have like, Fruit trees and that vegetable, sure. like everything, like yeah. you, anything that you can think of, grapes, everything. And wow. um, this guy been doing it for like over 40 years, you know, and I never knew that. that I was like, cool. oh my gosh, man, that can save like 
so much money, you know, energy, <laughs> yeah. energy, you know, dude, that that's amazing. That's yeah, pretty dope. It I'm blew gonna, my mind. I'd like to look that up. Yeah, I have to send you the link though. I, I would totally like to look that up. Um, you started doing like starters, house plant or starters, like flowers, yeah. things like that, and now you've ventured into house plants. Yeah, especially like throughout this winter, I've yeah. seen a lot, <laughs> yeah. a lot. All your posts are about house, house plants, plants, and I saw some videos about how easy they are to grow. I've seen you put a, put a couple out in the yard yeah. when it was like 12 degrees or yeah. 7 degrees or something for like yeah. two days. Yeah, those cause hens and chicks. Um, they basically like, a, um, they basically, it's like different kinds. They got like a Fraser fir type kind. Then they got those more like an inside, mm-hmm. you know, more like a cactus type kind. And then they, um, they succulents, you know, and um, all succulents don't go outside. Like the one we got here, for you, is an aloe plant. This more of an indoor type plant, and you put these more inside of your house for fresh air. Mm-hmm. And um, you can use it for like burns mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's a lot of stuff you can use it for, you know. And um, like um, um, we got different plants for different stuff like asters. Uh, we got um, coneflowers. Um, can you, I think you can use coneflowers for um, herbs and stuff like that okay. too as well. And um, we grow, we trying to get more into like quick crops right now, like microgreen and um, um, basil, stuff like that, you know, that take only 60 days to grow. And um, my plant, the reason why we start doing root balls is because the farming industry is not where it's at right now, mm-hmm. as far as like the market. You know, um, basically by me saying that is, is um, it's better to grow starters just because um, you, you're not harvesting the plant. You know, like you're not about to take it through flowering. You're not about to take it to, I got to go send people out there in the field to pick it, you know. So we got into doing that that actually helped people too as well. We was like, well, we can help people too because a lot of people getting older and they maybe can't grow their plant. Or don't have the experience. They don't have the experience, you Mm -hmm. know, and they maybe want to support somebody local and they never seen somebody try to do it in a long time. Because back in the days, it was normal to drive around and see like one of those stores on the side of a gas station or anywhere, you know. Now it's not like that. It's like Walmart, Lowe's. Home Depot, you know, and uh, we really trying to make Yellow Mound Garden into that brand. Like we really trying to like be the next like Walmart. Like you can come get shovels that's handmade. You can get wheelbarrows that's handmade by somebody. You can get a kayak that's handmade. Anything. Kind of like the the traditional, almost like hardware store or like feed store kind of combo that sells all those things. But we want all stuff made from like local people, like not like manufactured by a big corporation. Reinvesting it back into our community. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that's a hell of a vision. And from just from like talking with you tonight and knowing you, how I how I have learning about you tonight. Um. You're a man of of a vision. You're yeah. a man that follows through with your yeah, vision, let's bro. Do it. Yeah, we're gonna do it. It's yeah. gonna it's gonna happen. And you'll be there, bro, man. Oh, yeah. At the store when we open it up one day. Like it's gonna happen, man. Um I tell her all the time, like, it's gonna happen. Like we're gonna be like lows, like literally, mm-hmm. but it's gonna be way better. Yeah. You know, yeah. you might walk in there and see a um hydroponic. In the middle of the store, the grocery shop <laughs> right there. You might be able to get your herbs off or a raised bed in the middle yeah. of the store, you know. When you're um, selecting, like, the plants that you're going to grow and sell, um, how much, like, 
how much are you studying or researching like nutritional value and kind of the role that that plays when you're like offering those kinds of things to like the general public, like um, basically like I had to learn all about the pH system, like mm-hmm. um, before I got into gardening, because like some plants have different pH systems. Um, you got tomatoes. They maybe want to be between a 6.5. Uh, uh, a 6.0 pH system. And and it's kind of weird. It's kind of like humans. A lot of people don't know humans got a pH system mm-hmm. in their body too as well. And plants have a pH system that they got to be, you know, level two to actually produce a vegetable or anything. And then you got like cold crops like kale and um, um, lettuce and, and um, microgreen, what I just told you about. They... Um, and um, cabbage, did I say cabbage? Like they um they don't even um need a lot of pH system. You know, I'm basically saying they 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 grow slow. They like a slow crop. Mm-hmm. So you basically can have like a 4.5 pH system. So you don't have to go out there and give it a bunch of nitrogen or give it a bunch of chicken poop or whatever you use <laughs> okay. in organic. You know, and um that's the thing like people need to learn about different plants you mm-hmm. know like some people maybe be like i fed it water but you don't know it maybe only needed water one time yeah. that week you know especially if you're growing outside <laughs> outdoors yeah. here and like in the kind of natural soil like we have some pretty rich soil that yeah. grows um i don't know nothing about these especially topics. if you buy the um the you got anything by the river and the creek yeah like around here you um you don't really got to water your plants a lot. I, I don't. Yeah. I, I'm a, I'm an extreme novice, like yeah. a basic, like back home in Florida, we would do like potted plants yeah. and things like that, tomatoes and peppers and stuff like that. And it's so dry. And you got to water. Water like crazy. Yeah. And up here, like I would literally, my first year here, this is actually, you mentioned chicken poop. My first year here, I, uh, we moved here in February of 2015. So like right around four years ago, I moved here. And like seven to 10 days later, we got hit with a big snowstorm. Yeah. And I was snowed in up on the top of Cullowee Mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of like it, we're there. I was stuck for probably five or six days. It was mm-hmm. a, almost two feet of snow, something, a big snow, big snowstorm. And um, I was kind of like getting a little like yeah. anxious to get out, you know? And so I was like reading some stuff online. And I was like, all right, I got a bunch of like, my grandpa saved a lot of like the old things when they were building the house. I had a yeah. bunch of scrap wood and things yeah. like that. I was like, Oh man, I'm going to build me a chicken coop Yeah. <laughs> while I'm, while I'm here, uh, Something stuck, to do, while I'm know? snowed in, I'm going to build me a chicken yeah. coop. See, that's what I told you. Know? you see what happened when you move around here. Yeah, for real, dude. <laughs> and so like, I literally posted up in my garage, right? Cause it was snowed in. I posted yeah. up in my garage and I just built this real, a little small chicken coop, probably yeah. like six by eight mm-hmm. chicken coop with a little run underneath it and everything. And, and so that was like in February, I built it, I painted it in there. I had all the supplies. Like just, yeah. I just pieced it together. So went down to took CG feed. Yeah. Got me uh, six little chicks, you know, mm-hmm. and watched them grow up, you know, fed them every day, let them graze all night. They go in back in six, eight months later, however long we're getting eggs. Yeah. Tons of eggs. I yeah. had six hens. Mm hmm. Getting two or three, yeah. four or five eggs oh, yeah. every day. Like yeah. I was give, I couldn't, I couldn't give, give <laughs> and, them away fast enough to my yeah, friends exactly. and stuff. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and around the same time, we went. I went to the farmers market, yeah, here in Silva, and I got some kale and some tomatoes from mm-hmm. somebody over there. Just planted them in the yard. The, the things just 
grew like crazy grew, yeah. because the I'm at the top of the mountain. The soil is very no, fertile. Perfect, yeah. We get enough rain. Well, I don't have you, to water them. Nothing. Well, that area, you want me to tell you that her, that area is history. Is it? I know the yeah. history of that area. Um, far as like, it's perfect for kale and cabbage. Is it? It's, it's the cabbage capital, really, of okay. this area. Her family started off on Cullowee Mountain. Yeah. Like back in the days, they was all cabbage um, growers. It grows, like, it grows yeah. just fast. Like yeah. just on its own. It's I didn't have to do soil. nothing. Yeah. But so what my girlfriend at the time who moved here with me, she started uh she started feeding the chickens yeah. the tomato seeds. Yeah. Uh-huh. She was like, somehow she, I don't know how she figured out, but she would feed them just she would feed them scraps. And mm-hmm. the, the chickens would always go and eat the seeds first. Yeah. So she like learned that the chickens love the tomato seeds. The chickens love the tomato seeds. And um uh another year or so goes by and I broke my leg in an accident, my foot, my ankle in an accident. And so I had to go back to Florida. Yeah to heal me and her had split up she had went her way i had went my way and i went back to florida to um to heal up i couldn't walk for 90 days i had to Dang. have my foot in the cast for 90 days i couldn't walk yeah so i gave the chickens away to my buddy yeah so i was yeah, like hey i can't do it i don't have nothing i can do i can't do nothing so i went to florida for a little over 90 days because i had to heal and then kind of learn about how to walk again and everything mm-hmm. bro i drove back up up here in late August or early September, I pulled up in my yard and inside that chicken coop was just tomato plants just going <laughs> crazy. Like I'm talking about oh, eight foot man. tall and like six foot around, just like yeah. massive mm-hmm. tomato plants. Cause the chickens had ate the yeah, seeds, it out. shit it out. <laughs> and then all, and then it just grew inside, yeah. inside. Of the, so it like overgrew my Grew, chicken coop. Yeah. And it was just like, I mean, literally thousands, thousands, yeah. thousands of tomatoes. Tomatoes. Like, Dang dude. Yeah. That chicken poop, man, is real strong, man. It, it, and, and, um, and, um, that cage probably helped it out too, because it had a heat, little bit of shelter. Yeah. And then yeah. It, Probably helped it mm-hmm. up a little bit when it got caught between the wires or yeah, whatever. It was crazy, know, dude. It was it crazy. And then it regrew for like another, the next year, and I think one more year. And then just this past year, nothing. Yeah. Like nothing grew. But it regrew, it regrew like twice. Yeah, that's nice, man. For real. That's I, I heard a lot of um paths like for hikers in this mm-hmm. area is kind of like that. Like a lot of people put seeds out there. Okay. Yeah, and they yeah. usually kind of reproduce sometimes. And it's kind of crazy because um you really kind of got to either be a bird or, uh, you know, like humans really can't like just go out and just, you know, how you just did it. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And it's like, you know, it was, you know, that's probably the first time in history I ever heard something like that in my life, you know, because yeah. I know like everybody got to go do something. But, you know, you might have something happen like that before, yeah. you know, like. Just because you got chicken poop there, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like it made that ground so rich. Uh-huh. Like anything that touched the ground, it was like it's I'm gonna I'm a grow. You know? <laughs> and you can probably put yeah. anything there to this day. Yeah, well the coop's grow. still there. And so yeah. like, I thought about like moving it and then like <laughs> yeah. putting a little garden over there. Yeah, put you um, a little raised bed over there. I do have I do have enough property. I do have I mean, we're on like five acres, but like yeah. three of it's like the side Wooded of the mountain in, in the woods, yeah. but we do have about an acre, acre and a half. That's just open yeah. land. And when I was a kid, my grandpa used to grow all kinds of stuff out there. Yeah. But again, like I'm the novice, you know, yeah. I grew some kale and I grew some tomatoes from the farmer's market. What would you suggest somebody like 
where where would somebody like myself start? Like, what would be a good? I always tell everybody to start off with the tomatoes. Yeah. For some reason, because everybody do love tomatoes. I just eat it right yeah. off the plant. Like yeah. it's just delicious. <laughs> it yeah. Uh-huh. And then you can eat them um, fried, like mm-hmm. when they green and stuff. And um, I feel like reason why I think like tomatoes are the most easiest plant to grow to me is because all they love is hot sun and water, mm-hmm. you know, and um, that's pretty easy. Any other plant, you kind of got to like, oh, man, let me make sure it got this certain amount of water. Oh, let me make sure, you know, it's like so much stuff you got to look into. Mm-hmm. Oh, this fungus on it. You know, like you can kind of like go up to a tomato plant. Oh, this leaf is yellow. Let me pinch it off. Like, yeah. It's kind of easy, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I think growing potatoes or maybe tomatoes are the first two easiest things. Cool, man. Cool. Um, what about like, um, what about like uh, climate change? Are you pay, oh, do you man. pay attention to oh, yeah. any I'm, of that stuff I'm, at all? Yeah, I think climate change is real just because like um, we can look at Antarctica right now, you know, like it's melting away mm-hmm. and then you got everything starting to rise and then you got um, land far as from Florida and um, from here is like getting destroyed just by major different type of hurricanes and things like that. And it's hurricane season all year now, you know? And um, a lot of people are like, oh, it repeats in history. Yeah, it repeats in history because you got dumb humans maybe go do dumb stuff through all these um, events. And, you know, they trying to work on climate change, basically like factories and um, like boats and stuff like that. They got like technology right now that actually create climate like and vice actually put this worldwide cbs put this worldwide um it's different type of machines that can actually go out here and freeze a whole lake and you know so we don't know like if our own people doing it or we don't know if we doing it to ourselves now because like they put it in our face like hey heck of some technology that we really put on boats to make it rain in the ocean. Like they really put it out there in our face mm-hmm. now. Like, so a lot of people call it chemtrails, but it's not actually like chemtrails. It's like, I forgot the name for it. It's like a, I was doing some research on it, um, but it's real interesting. But anyway, like when you join all these um, different type of farming groups and stuff like that, they try to teach you about climate. Mm-hmm. Because like you got to be ready for it to actually grow in it, you know, and I know climate change real because I got a bunch of friends live in cold areas been actually growing all year round, you know, and then now we just got a big vortex hit half of our yeah. <laughs> United States, you know, but then like a week later, it's 70 degrees it here. Exactly. I was driving through downtown Silver today. It was like 75 degrees yeah. in early February, man. Yeah, exactly. You know, like. You know, you know. How can you deny it? The last three years here, I feel like it's been so weird. It's been less slow, less snow, and um, getting more rain, you mm-hmm. know. It's Very like wet. we went drought for the two years, like no rain at all. Yeah, like two years ago, there was yeah. fires everywhere yeah. and drought. And then now, this past year, we had like yeah. the wettest year. But we kind of in a safe zone if um, basically um, climate change ever happened, you know, the water, you know gonna start raising up like this area is kind of protected like it will be at the beach basically pretty much yeah if the water like actually like start moving up you know i kind of hate it for the people in florida if it, it really exists 
you know, because like they really on the island, you know, mm -hmm. like it's beautiful down there and everything like that. But I just love it up here because I feel like it's safe. And then you actually get to see um, climate change at its prime here, too, because we got four seasons here. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a lot of bugs that are in the ground being up like a month or two ago, you know, mm -hmm. so they confuse. And then you've been having all the dogwoods and the peach trees in this area too, been very confused the last two years. So that all, you know, deal with climate control. Do you ever do any type of, um, outside of like growing, do you ever get into like natural plant-based foods that may grow in our climate? Like um, scavenging stuff? What's uh Um, no, I don't really get into it, but I let like my friends go hunting in my uh -huh. backyard for it yeah. and they like give it to me, you know? Um, but they, they've really been trying to get me into it. See, one thing about being like, <clears throat> like a, a small town urban farmer, a nursery farmer, like I am, like, um, I had to learn this, the, the past two years, just focus on, um, the stuff that you feel like, you know, that you really know, because if you start focusing on too much stuff, like it, it, it's like some guy that sit up and watch a bunch of conspiracy videos and he just like <laughs> over get like wham yeah, yeah, yeah. like oh my gosh and he maybe got a bunch of knowledge though but it's just like crowded up in his head and you know that's what I had to learn about gardening and farming like okay um learn what you feel like that can really help people and you you going to stick to that mm -hmm. you know because if you don't stick to it you're going to be all over the place and nobody ain't gonna stick with your movement because they like, man, this guy all over the place. He don't even know where he wanna grow. He don't know yeah. what he wanna do, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, like the people that been watching me throughout the years, you know, they've been watching me take little steps to different little thing. They're yeah. like, oh, okay, keep adding a little stuff in there. And, you know, I just can't smack it and add it at one time. <laughs> Everybody be wanting me to like just boom, add it all at one time, sell all of this. No, you can't do yeah. that because like, you know, that's why, um, you know, stock markets and stuff crash like mm -hmm. that because, like, you got a bunch of companies maybe over-order stuff and they maybe can't sell it yeah. when, it, when it's You're time a family-owned business. You only have so much. Yeah. So much to go. Um, what I was getting at, like, I hear so much about ramps. Everybody yeah. around here is yeah, looking for ramps. And yeah, it's big. All my peeps out in Cherokee are always talking about it, but I've never, I've never come yeah, across Yeah, ramps anything. big around here. Um, gym scene's big gym around, scene, yeah. around here. Um, what's the other one? Elderberry, dandelions. dandelions. Um, it's a, it's a lot of popular stuff around here, native wise, and it's hard to come across because, to be honest, like you you really got to be a native Indian to really kind of go find a lot of this stuff on sacred yeah. land, you know. And um, and then a lot of people um, um, that own the land that got it, you can't go yeah. on it, you know. So it's like. You know, like we got a bunch of seeds, um, ginsengs growing and stuff like that. Um, you know, um, for our, our retirement for ten years, you know, mm -hmm. like somebody, one of my great Facebook friends, sent us like a thousand seeds. Oh wow! And we like just planting them, you know, and we're just gonna let them sit there, mm -hmm. you know, and just see what it do. And it's just where we at. They grow pretty good in this area, like yeah. you know, up here in the mountains, and it's very rare, you know, like. What, uh, what what's the other thing that's popular too? That onion. Um, what's the name of them onions? That's the ramps. Oh yeah, ramps. ramps. Yeah. yeah. Oh dang. Uh, I've heard like they're delicious. Um, I never. Oh no, no, they delicious. They delicious. Yeah. Um, my native friend, um, Jim, gave me the ramps. Um, 
you remember I replanted them. I need to hit that girl up and ask her, um, did they grow back in our yard? Because I had planted some like four years ago in our old yard. Okay. And um, <laughs> like I re, because somebody told me you can just like, yeah, throw them out there and, and they just regrow. Yeah, yeah. And um, they strong, man. And I love onions too, to be yeah. honest with you. But they are, they're real sweet. You can eat them raw. Yeah. You know, they're real great, you know, and they, you know, like this. They look like a, a green onion, mm -hmm. but they just more sweet. I heard so. they grow all over, like, yeah, wild kind of almost around here. Yeah, they you know, do. If you know what you're looking for and where to go, and yeah, I don't know. Um, if, if you um you gotta you gotta be ready to hike in those <laughs> woods, man. Because yeah. I send some boys around my house, man. They they be gone for like twelve hours. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, oh my gosh, like mm -hmm. I don't have the patience for that, but. <laughs> Guys, that's something I really need to be learning anyway. Yeah. But like my wife, she can take you in the woods and identify everything to survive off of, like pretty much, you know, and my daughter too, because my, my daughter have like different um schooling. Like my wife teach her more about identifying plants. I teach her how to grow plants. Yeah. Well, know. I see her out there with you doing all the videos yeah. and stuff. Hacking your phone and doing yeah. her, doing her own videos without you. Yeah, she's gonna, she gonna be famous. Um, <laughs> you know, I got to get her right though. Like we trying to build the next generation that they can pass it on mm -hmm. to the next generation instead of dying out. Like I was telling you You're about like your mine. family, yeah. like your family previously did, and then you yeah. brought it back. Brought it, brought it back. Yeah. Yeah. So now that's important for you to continue mm, that continue. on. And you talked about in private conversation. You talked about um, just like the generational difference in farmers and like how yeah. it's kind of like an eld elders tend to, yeah. especially like in our area, like there's not as many young farmers. Yeah, it's not many it's, young farmers. Like uh -huh. the average farmer is 57 years old. Like, and um, a lot of younger people need to step up because like, you got to think about it. This generation is about to start switching over and you're going to have to have somebody to provide your food. Cause if you, you're not providing your food, guess who's going to provide you the government mm -hmm. and they're going to feed you whatever they want to feed you. I'm, I'm not saying like, you know, the food is bad what they giving to you, but it's definitely gonna be better. The food gonna be better what you growing for yourself or the local person yeah. actually growing, you know, because our government just gonna try to produce and manufacture um, a, a, a certain amount that we can handle. You know what I mean? Like far as like they can grow and what what how much we eat every day, you know, how much food we waste. Like they growing towards that. And basically, they're gonna use all kind of chemicals to to really make that that production, you know. And it's not gonna be good for the people. So I think people need to learn how to grow, and especially right now. This is the time because like you got a lot of people losing food stamps to like with the government shut down right now. Like you got a bunch of elder people maybe be on food stamps, and you know. But if everybody was had a garden in their yard. And, or that old person, you can walk in. A lot of these older people, they got so much space in their yard. You can walk up literally in their yard and be like, hey, I'll mow your, your grass and let me grow a garden. They're going to mm -hmm. say, yeah, mm -hmm. do it, do it. They're going to be excited because why? They haven't seen that in decades. Like yeah. they'll be so happy because, you know, you know, even though they may be getting food stamps and stuff, like they're not going to go spend their money a lot. You'll catch them bartering. It might be a guy that, oh, I hunt. Can y'all give me um, some squash? Uh, oh, can you give me some eggs? You know, it, it, you'll catch yourself bartering. So you'll catch a, see, that's one thing I like this area too. Like you don't spend that much money living around here. Yeah. You know, like 
Um, we spend money. Um, we don't spend that much money in the summer. Why? Because we go to a bunch of flea markets and farmers markets, and everybody just trade. And you might leave with a a big goodie sack, you know, at the end of the day. <laughs> like, man, I'm I'm really good. I don't have to go nowhere and buy nothing. So that's the best thing about like growing stuff, actually going out there hunting and stuff like that and making stuff with your hand, craft handmade stuff. You know, that's kind of cool. I think people need to bring it back, you know, because we all dependent on corporation to do it for It's us. important for you to yeah. to teach your kids that. Yeah. Um, I'm curious about, I'm curious about the, the therapeutic process behind all of this mm-hmm. and like what that provides for you specific, like for you in your life, yeah. right? A, a specifically like the whole, the, the, when they say like farm to table, I'm yeah. talking about seed to table, right? Yeah. Like there's something kind of like in something kind of tribal in our like human DNA to yeah. like get this satisfaction out of like whatever it is, building something and seeing yeah, it to fruition it. Yeah. or that planting those seeds that end up on your family's your family table. table or somebody like, else's yeah, table. You yeah. know, that's like a release. Like, you know, um, a lot of people need to actually get out there and start getting their hands dirty. It's like a big therapy, like actually getting your hands dirty, hearing nature, um, actually seeing blue clouds, actually looking at green. You know, it's not good to actually just sit up and stare at technology all day long because all you're going to do is give yourself anxiety. Like yeah. you seeing other people problems. And when you actually outside focusing on nature, you really looking at problems that you walk about every day that didn't even, didn't even know it exists. You know, mm-hmm. like you didn't even pay attention to it at all, you know. And then once you start paying attention to it, you'll be like, man, this really matter. And it's other things in this earth, you know, that we should really be paying attention to instead of, you know, paying attention to the wrong thing. You know, like, for instance, you know, like politicians. Yeah, politicians can be good or bad. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, it's like you got good and and bad, too. I'm basically saying far as like agriculture, like all farmers ain't good, good farmers, you know, like they out the... Um, basically you know make money you know what i mean make billions of dollars and and they don't care about poison you know yeah. whole country or the environmental impact yeah. that they're making on they don't really care so you know i feel like um um a lot of people need to learn about it too as well because they might be going through some problems through all these chemicals that you know <laughs> getting past that you know like nobody not really talking about not speaking up on it you know, it might be playing with their genetics, like how we were speaking early. It might be playing with their brain mentally, sending the wrong chemical balance to their brain. So, and I feel like organic is the way because, like, it's actually proven fact, like hemp and stuff like that is actually good for, like, genetically, like, mm-hmm. to actually give you energy, a boost, you know, like, though it, it replaced those cells that was like, oh, I'm so tired, oh, I'm hurting. Like, it actually go fix that cell to actually make you go do something. And then you got, like, different type of brain food. You got different stuff like nuts. Like, I got bad acid reflex, you know, so I can't eat hot stuff or coffee. So I have to eat nuts, Mm -hmm. you know, to keep my acid reflex down and stuff like that. And it's different type of, you know, vegetables for different stuff. Like, you know, I can't eat a tomato, but a tomato might be good for somebody else, you know, and... um. 
I can't eat, you know, um, a, a steak, but that protein might be good for somebody else, you know, but I might have to pick another protein out, like a deer, you mm-hmm. know, like something wild, very easy to chew up and swallow, you know, and um, that's one thing I had to find out as far as me being healthy, to, to get to being healthy, like a lot of people, vegan and stuff, I understand that, you know, like, you know, they love animals and stuff like that, but it's proven fact in society that people, you know, actually grew, you know, stuff and went and hunt for things too as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and um, yeah, like people forming cows and stuff. I know I may be getting off subject, but like forming cows and, 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 and throwing them all and, you know, just piling them up, you know, mm-hmm. that's wrong. Yeah, I know that's wrong. You know, they need to be in the field. You know what I mean? And eating grass, grass fed animals. And we need more farmers like that, not just like, you know, farmers like me that's trying to get like plant starters or flowers. We need more people like out here growing, you know, our chickens and stuff instead of getting our chickens shipped all the way from South America or something, you know? Um, Did y'all do a while back, did y'all do some kind of like retreat or something like that? No. Were you doing something? Oh yeah, yeah, a dang. long time ago. Yeah, we did of? the um, we canceled the event. We actually gonna do it this year. Like what? we we canceled the event. We was like, man, we gonna really build some volume up to let people know we are serious about it. Because mm-hmm. like we can actually end up getting vendors. We can end up getting more, you know, people to actually come out and and support the the event because we trying to get people to live without power for one day. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people like. You know, God, I know I got to get up and look at my phone. I know I do. And and I try my best not to do it. But <clears throat> I wish I can get the whole world just to focus one day to just be like, hey, we're not going to use our phone. I'm actually talk to somebody. I'm actually learn something. Somebody can, you can probably go next door to your neighbor house and help them fix something. If you maybe yeah. like took time to be like, hey, I'm not going to watch this TV show on Netflix today. Yeah. You know, like. And we all get stuck in that. Don't get me wrong, because it's put there in our face, you know, just like how this show is put in it. We put it in people's face to watch it, but it's on something positive, you know what I mean? That actually like gives people a, 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 a motivation to actually get up and go do something or see something what somebody went through. But, you know, that's just how I look at it. I think it like one way to like handle it is to be intentional with your use, you yeah. know, like, and it's, I'm just as guilty as you are, bro. But, yeah. um, like if I'm going to pick up my device, it is to look up something specific, like yeah. to research something, to learn something yeah. or to send a message to my girlfriend or to like, like yeah. with intentionality and not just sit there and like mindlessly scroll through mm-hmm. nonsense, nonsense after nonsense yep. after nonsense. And like, I mean, we're all guilty of it, but like, it's important for us to like, Take think, time. Take that time and teach yeah. it, teach that to your kids because like they're the ones that exactly you mentioned at the beginning of the show, expect it. Yeah. And like, you know, you, you go to you go to a restaurant, you sit down at, at rendezvous at Cashers, mm-hmm. and you look around and every kid's got a device. The husband's on the phone, the wife's on the phone. Yeah. Are they eating dinner together or are they all just yeah. stro- scrolling together? Yeah, they scro- scrolling together. But you take your family out in your garden, man, and you're teaching your kids how to how to do these yeah. things and you're like spending time with them and you're active and like you're a, a voice of the community yep. as well. Exactly. Um, you know, how do you, how do you transcend that to like others? Like what is the next 
what is the next step to like share this message with the next Smoky Mountain High School or Blue Ridge School yeah, or like the that, kids that don't yeah they're not they're not hearing it because they're on the devices exactly. already you know like how do you how do you share that so that's one reason we did get into kind of to like social media you remember Bay I was like telling people like the only way we're gonna reach out is social media because everybody all the young generation it's proven fact. Yeah. That the younger generation are gonna buy your albums. They're gonna buy everything, you know, like because they don't have no responsibilities, you know. So it's like, so now we gotta put more things in their face to make them responsible, you know. See, that's the thing. Like, we putting too much objects in their face to, to be not non responsible. Like, we put, like, when me and you was growing up, like, we had a bunch of play toys, like Nickelodeon might come <laughs> on, right? But they might have this toy to be like, take care of your ant farm. You know, it'd be it really be all type of different type of cool cool tours. Now you look at TV, I don't know, man. It just be some weird stuff, man. But we don't own cable, so we really don't get to see um, commercials. Like we, you know, kind of just do everything off a of fire stick. And we watch documentaries, and then mm -hmm. I make my kids kind of watch science channels. You know, they watch their little Disney stuff like that, but. We have to like, you know, keep an eye on some of the shows and stuff like that because kids going to be kids. You know, you, you can't really like take their whole life away from them, but you really got to kind of show them the other way too a little bit to be like, oh, yeah, my mom and dad told me that, you know, mm -hmm. you know, just to remind them. What um are, are you doing some classes coming up? At yeah, Yellow we, we doing um, a class on 420. Um, Earth Day. We're really trying to get people back out in the community and start planting. So we're bringing everybody to our greenhouse. My wife is going to explain to people more about um, plant-based plants that you can use to eat with, to make stuff out with, to make soap with, different things, you know, mm -hmm. what it's for, like native plants and stuff. And um, I'm going to show people more, the entrepreneur, to actually like how to start a plant business and, um, you know, the same questions that you asked me, like your progress, you know, mm -hmm. over the years, explain stuff to people like that. And then I'm going to show them at another perspective of how to do something with your kid. Like I'm going to bring my kids involved and make them do mm -hmm. something. Such a too. family friendly environment, exactly. family friendly, friendly event. How can people sign up or how can people uh, They can just come visit us. Um, Yellow Mountain Garden on Facebook or you can just uh, reach out to me, Malcolm Banks. Or you can just hit me up, yellowmountaingarden at gmail.com. Or you can um, call me, 828-331-7792. And we'll get you in there. And we land the first 20 people in free. And we're going to be giving away uh, baskets, too, as well, for people can put it up inside, you know, outside of their house. Or you maybe want to give it to your grandma or something like that. Super cool. I, I will, I'm making plans to be there. I'll yeah. be there, me and my girlfriend cool. and her son. I think that's valuable to... To share with the community, what else? Like, what else do you guys do? Like, talk a little bit about like, growing like yeah. your involvement with like community-based organizations, like farmers markets, things like that. Like, how do you get your seeds? Where do you start? We get like, our what do you seeds do? from Baker's Creek Farm, and uh -huh. we get them um, some from. Um, I had a a friend had an independent um, seed company up in Detroit. Um, his seed company called uh, what's his what um, what's his seed company, um, Bay. Uh, no, no, not Baker's Creek. Yeah, Danny um, Seeds. Yeah, Project. Yeah, Project Purity Seed. 
I use his company at first. I'm sorry I don't know the name, but they very good seeds. Mm-hmm. I'm being honest, they are. And um, I started off with him. He was the first guy that took interest in me to be like, hey, man, I'm going to sit. He sent me, what, about a thousand seeds. And he start, I started making videos off the um the seeds okay. and stuff. like, And he was just sending me seeds. And I guess I helped him got clients and stuff like that. They play it off best for everybody. But I appreciate that, though. And I like to, you know, support small business mm-hmm. because, um, you know, this guy really bagging up all these seeds with his little kids in the basement yeah. every day. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Same sort of operation like you're doing with yeah. your family. Um, in a couple weeks, sometime in March or so, I have a gentleman coming on to talk with us about CBD uh-huh. and cannabis. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing some research over on the reservation yeah. about the... Um, impacts mm-hmm. on legalization and that sort of thing. And I know that's something that you're kind of interested in. Yeah. It's kind of like the hemp. I had looked into it. Um, we were, we was going to get in it. We was going to start off with two acres. But the only reason we didn't get into it, like far as, like we do get into it, we want to get into it like help, actually help somebody mm-hmm. out. But how this farm bill is, you know, I just can't, you know, take the consequences if something really happened. You know, mm-hmm. it's just because the federal law. Mm-hmm. And um, once they um, get through with this farm bill in the middle of the year, it's going to be in the hands of the people. So mm-hmm. it's going to really, like, make it way better because a lot of people going to be able to manufacture it. You'll be going down the street and see, like, CBD everywhere, mm-hmm. you know. And um, it's just how the government got the contracts up. I'm being honest. Like, they charging... a pound when you harvest. And um, and then it got to be quality CBD. It got to be over like 16% or something like that. So it's like, it's consequence and it's no insurance. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm I'm telling everybody the good things and the bad things. But the good thing is like, you can make cars out of it. We can uh, build brick walls out of it. We can... um, you know, you can use it for medical use for kids who got anxiety. You can use it for people who are in wheelchairs, got back pain. You know, it's a lot mm-hmm. of things you can use it for. It's just um, we in a shortage of seeds and a government is like over all the seeds because nobody having grown the planet over in 100 years. So it's like only a few companies that got it and they charging like $8,000 for the seeds to start off with. So once that change, like I say, by the year 2022, it'll probably be like a, a great billion dollar industry once, you know, it wiggle out all the people that are not really farmers. Mm-hmm. That's all, really. Cool, man. I'm looking forward to seeing how that thing evolves yeah. and like the impact that it makes. Um, before we wrap up, man, I do want to ask, you're always hiring. Yeah. You're always like always. bringing people on for yeah. different projects. I saw yeah. you posting stuff and I shared it up with like our little groups, our recovery groups and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, somebody that, you know, is looking to change their life. Yeah. Somebody yeah. who's fi- found recovery like myself, that's looking to change their life. That's looking to learn. Yeah. That's looking to have a mentor and somebody that can teach them things yeah for the next like three or four months if you because the season's coming yeah, up the right? season coming up if you want to come out and um get your hands dirty you know like just hit me up twice a week you know if you're trying to do like a uh, community service hours or something mm-hmm. like that or um 
and your probation officer looking for you to work for somebody with a legit business and you trying to get your hands dirty and learn about agriculture, learn about how to actually grow stuff on the grow lights and use different spectrums and stuff like that. And um, there's so much stuff in this video we didn't get to cover, but we're going to come back again. Like, and we're going to explain all this stuff to y'all again, you know, and and, and it's going to be like an update, you know, based off everything that we did this summer. Well, you know what I'd like to do next time? I'd like to come to the greenhouse. Yeah, that'd and be And let's dope. just set this up right yeah. right in the greenhouse. <laughs> yeah. And let's just do it from inside there. Yeah, that'd like, be dope. As soon as, like maybe like right before the event in April or something like yeah. that. When it starts warming up and yeah. everything and it's nice out, I would love to just yeah. come and like, obviously, number one, check it out. But number yeah. two, like show That'd some of dope. this show some of this stuff yeah you know we can I mean? show everybody you know and um and all this started like i told everybody all of this started with spending my last dollar mm-hmm. you know taking my last piece of dollar and be like i'm gonna feed my family yeah the, uh, with this last piece of dollars that i got to make something happen and i'm basically saying don't never let nobody say you can't do nothing don't stop chasing your dream and um, just make your dream come true. That's all it is. Like, um, if you want to chase dreams, make it come true. And, um, you know, people will start helping you out when they see you want that dream to come true. And them doors are just open for you. And, and God will just take you to the next level. With all the chaos of running a business, yeah. being a family man, of... Um, Running the running the garden and just doing all those things, the chaos of life, right? How does Malcolm Banks stay so positive, man? How is Malcolm oh, How man. is Malcolm Banks always smiling? <laughs> I get this question all the time. Maybe because um, I feel like I've been through so many hard times than this. Every time I um be at this point of life when I think it's all bad, I'd be like, you know what, man? This ain't worse than this when you went through this and you didn't have this, you know? So I just tell myself that, you know, every time. And it really worked because, like, you got to be grateful for what you have before you won't have it, you know? It'll be gone in a blink, a blink of an eye. Like, a cop can be in prison the next day. You know, um, a fireman can be in, in, in prison the next day. Anybody, that judge can be in prison the next day. Their life can always change. You know, um, and that's far as for people who going through stuff bad, too. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, you can be having it all going good and it can just go down. You can be going good and it all can go up because you can change all that just by putting the right people in your life and the right energy in your life. And like um, I say, if y'all trying to get out there and um, learn about agriculture, learn about greenhouse, visit us at Yellow Mountain Garden and we can show y'all like how to transplant and um and you can come one back with nature how it used to be thousands of years ago like more people actually used to you know a lot of people call it pagan and stuff like that but it's really not like people been worshiping nature for like thousands of years like you'll be amazed man like if you just go around the different parts of the world people still praise nature you know and um i feel like that's one thing we disconnected from because that's God, like the trees is God. Like even we made, we're, we're made of the tree bark, you know? So it's like a lot of trees, um, you know, you have to talk to these things. They'll talk back to you once you build a relationship with them, just like you talk to God. God will talk back to you if you build a relationship with them. Yeah.
Malcolm Banks, you're an inspiration, yeah. brother. And I am yeah, I appreciate super it. excited <laughs> to see Yellow Mountain Garden grow and be an asset in this community. Oh, yeah, buddy. Um, I'm going to continue to promote all y'all stuff and all your work. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you coming over. Yeah. I'm, I feel privileged to have met both of you guys and yeah. consider you guys friends. So. Yep. Y'all make sure y'all visit yellowmountaingarden.com and y'all make sure y'all check us out 420. Um, we're going to come out there and maybe do a, a podcast live and everybody going to get to see the greenhouse. And um, it's on off of Pennish Bridge and Franklin Road and off of Georgia Road. So if anybody want to come, just hit me up for the directions and I can send it to you. Yellowmountaingarden.com. Yep. And you're on Yellow Mountain Garden on Facebook. Yep. Order some plants. Check out his stuff. Yep. I'm going to definitely come to the 420 event and I would love to do a podcast from your. Yep. From your little uh, greenhouse and kind of kick it. Yeah, let's kick it. Earth Day, man. Earth Day. Earth Day. Everybody come out and get your hands dirty, man. Love it, bro. Thanks, right. dude. You're, the, you're, you're badass, bro. All right.